I'm R.J. Bell with the sports betting headlines for Wednesday. Steph Curry sets the career three-point record. Warriors win and cover against the Knicks. What does it all mean? We'll break it down. Here in Vegas, the Super Bowl is coming. 2024, the Super Bowl is in Las Vegas. We'll give our thoughts. Vegas moves. Comes a four-hour of the Vegas truth. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is Straight Out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it, I'm R.J. live in Las Vegas, live on a Wednesday, live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. In studio, A.J. Hoffman. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. This is the turn of the week show. It's when we get a chance to start looking ahead to the big, big action coming up. I mean, we got the Colts and the Patriots, Green Bay, Baltimore, and a third. We'll probably take an early look at the Thursday night action because it's one of the biggest Thursday, biggest games of the week with the Chargers and KC. He is the fan who beats the man, AJ Hoffman. Thank you, RJ. COVID continues to hammer. The NFL, particularly the Browns, they lose Baker Mayfield and their head coach to positive tests today. And Steph Curry breaks the all-time three-point mark in the NBA. What is the Vegas lead? Let's start with Steph Curry. Obviously, it's an all-time record, but it's a player that I think to reevaluate what he means to the history of the NBA, what he means to the modern NBA, Obviously, now is a good time. The Warriors beat the Knicks last night, 105 to 96. Steph Curry now with 2,977 career three pointers, breaking Ray Allen's mark. So hold on a second. So me down at the basketball courts where I grew up, they don't count those. Those do not count. Because I had over. I don't think you had over three thousand. I think I did. I mean, (laughs) if you count when I was shooting by myself, I think over three thousand. But go ahead. Okay, Uh, Ray Allen. By the way, five hundred eleven more games played than Steph Curry when Steph breaks that record. So really, just a. I mean, this is without question the greatest shooter in the history of the NBA. So, if you wanted to dismiss this, you could say, well, hey, there's more three-pointers being shot. It's a different era. They don't hand-check. And, you know, I think some of that is meaningful, but this is the guy who ushered in the new era. This is the guy that everyone said, huh, look at the way he's playing we could play that way and maybe be as good as them or almost as good because they're killing us now. As you remember, Mark Jackson was the head coach. They A lot of talent on that team with Clay Thompson. and But then Kerr comes in. They, I still remember 25 to 1 entering the year Golden State was. You don't see 25 to 1 teams win the title. Well, they won that year. And it was before. You know, uh, the idea of bringing in 
uh, you know, a big superstar from OKC and saying, oh, now we're a super team. No, before that, they won a title without Durant. And he changed the game. And, and I think that's the starting point here. Whatever eras you want to say, it was this era, that era, there's going to be the three-point era, the small ball era. And Steph Curry ushered it in. And the fact that he's breaking this record is emblematic of that fact, but it, it's not the biggest story. I think him as a player and what he did to change the league, a guy that wasn't drafted number one or two or three, it was a question mark coming, coming from Davidson, a small school, and instead one of the most influential players, Steph Curry, in the history of the NBA. Yeah, I would say the the people who are saying, oh, it's a three-point era, it's not like he is a, a low-percentage shooter either. This is not a guy who's just chucking it and getting volume like James Harden. James Harden's top five in, in, in threes made all time. He's a 33% three-point shooter. Steph Curry's a 43% three-point shooter. Uh, so to have the most three-pointers made in NBA history and still be shooting four 43%. This is a this this is something I don't think we'll ever see this again. I think by the time Steph Curry's done, I believe it's going to be like a, a Joe DiMaggio or a, a a Lou Gehrig type of record that's just not going to be broken. Well, when you're hitting as you said 43% is if you assume 1.5 times because it's 3 instead of 2, so shooting from 2 you'd have to shoot 64.5% to be equal to that. You don't hit shoot 64.5%. From twos. Unless you're Shaq playing with junior high kids. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. So, so to me, it, that, this is why this team is one and one and one. And, and in a weird way, I do lament a little bit the whole Durant thing. Because it would have been interesting to see how would Golden State have done against that OKC team if they had stayed together. How have they, would they have done against LeBron's teams without Durant? Because what we know is the team that was there after Durant left wasn't competitive. Right Now they're emerging again, and it is a testament to Curry. But what we know is before Durant, they won the title. Before Durant, they actually had 73 wins. I'm not mistaken there, right? That nope, 73 that's wins was before Durant. And then and they but they lost that second title right the famous you know uh, suspension with the kick to LeBron and they were down three one they came back and you know really one of LeBron's great statements I think if he hadn't won that series I think his his long term perspective on LeBron his legacy wouldn't be as potent he might be out of McKenzie's top twenty five you know that's interesting if he hadn't won <laughs> he's in McKenzie's number nine right now LeBron's trying to struggle up to get past. Um, I'm not sure who the top eight is. We don't really care once he said LeBron. And listen, I'm a LeBron hater. The idea that, you, that, that to me, it's, it's hard to imagine LeBron outside the top four. You know, you could, I could see saying Kareem. I could. I, I mean, I know that doesn't seem to be in vogue right now, but Kareem had the longevity. You could kind of, in all the time, you can see it, right? Magic and Bird, the careers just weren't long enough, you know, as much as you might think. Bill Russell, it was a different era. But when you say nine, it, you know, when we have time in June, maybe when it's slow, we'll maybe break down all eight that he had. We'll see if LeBron somehow passes anyone this year. Speaking of McKenzie, I wasn't going to lead with this, but he said something so crazy before the show. I thought we just got to lead with this. Now, listen, I get where every era you want to embrace the players that are important while you're a kid. You know, usually it's when you're like, 
15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, those players are the ones you always carry in your heart. You know, Mickey, Bob Costas and Mickey Mantle, you know, you care. I don't quite understand. Mackenzie, what, you're in your mid to late 30s, you'd say? 31, yep. 31, okay. So <laughs> I like to say 31, yep, which is clearly not mid to late 30s, but you're like, yep. 31. Said, so you're in your 50s, right? He's in yep, 31. 31 is what he said. Okay. So you grew up in Chicago, correct? That's right. Okay. And how old were you? Let's just do the math here. When Michael, let's say in uh, 2000, it was 20 years ago. So you would have been a lot. So you were like eight or nine when Michael was winning his last titles. That's right. He should have been the biggest hero to you ever, correct? Still is. All right, so Michael was hot. So is this kind of an anti-LeBron? Because in theory, you grew up with LeBron in your 20s. Is The fact you got LeBron number nine, is that just, is that just uh, dedication to Michael? It's definitely appreciation of the way that Michael played, and I just prefer it. I just think guys that go for their own shot are often more selfless because they'll, they'll shoot it. Kobe will shoot it. He won't pass to... So guys that go for their own shot are more selfless, meaning it's generous them just shooting a bunch. Instead of... Pa- when you're open, yeah, it's generous. You got to shoot it. I think you, you, missed, you missed the key question here. Yeah. What other sporting memories do you have from when you were eight years old? The Denver Broncos. Denver holds. <laughs> okay, okay. Because this is Uncle Mike coaching the Denver right. Broncos. But here's um, the one thing. Just the one. We won't. Listen, we've gotten a lot of email, text. <laughs> Les McKenzie. Les McKenzie. But sometimes it's just so prevalent. You just got to go with it. You said in the pre-production, you said, yeah, I think Steph is unselfish. He's never let anything affect him. And and it's like since he started, he was 16 away from this record. And maybe we're not saying Steph is selfish generally, but it was a Steph show. And he was shooting the ball like crazy, trying to break it at home. Then he's trying to break it here. I mean, I don't think I've seen a league seemingly become secondary to someone shooting their outside jumper as much as Steph in the last few week or so. How does that correlate with unselfish? Last four games, he's shooting 15 threes a game, three more than his season average. I retract my statement. He's he's been gunning this whole time. Yeah, he's been gunning. (laughs) And you know what? Again, this is something said by others, but I think it's worth saying. I'm R.J. Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. And it's that... Steph is someone that an average kid can look at and go, I could do that. You look, you talked about Shaq, right? Unless you're playing with little kids and you're 18, you, can't, you don't think you're Shaq, right? And LeBron, he, he, even amongst NBA players, he's a physical marvel. The most gifted athlete. Yeah, on, yeah. yeah one of them. Yeah, no doubt. And you look at Steph, you think, oh, that's that's like a guy shooting the jumpers at the circus, you know, at the uh, at the fair to win a stuffed animal, right? Because if he shot like that and he was built like LeBron, he would not have been the seventh pick in the draft. Or he might not. And this is back to the old question: Would he even have ever been able to shoot like that? Right. Because it usually takes an underdog's mentality to work that hard, to be so tenacious. And we could say, in theory, would if someone had the most talent and the greatest work ethic, we've never seen it, have we? I mean, maybe you could say Tiger Woods in golf. Maybe you could say the most talent and the the most intense work ethic. I don't think you say it very often, though. And I'm not even sure. Would Tiger Woods be close? You think? I think he's close. 
I don't think. But any, I'm having a hard time coming up with many. Yeah, I mean, you think about Brady, sixth round. You know, Manning certainly had a heck of a work ethic, but he was only a high pick because of that work ethic beforehand. It right. wasn't like you look at him and think that's going to be the greatest quarterback. You know, he was gangly. Would be the way to say. It. So Steph was undersized. Steph had ankle issues. ESPN.com has a write-up about that, where there was questions of his ability to play a long career, and he changed the game of basketball. And he's made it where a lot of the youngsters out there that are going to college now, maybe even entering the NBA, they wouldn't have had the game they have if they didn't look and emulate Steph Curry. I, I think he deserves the acclaim, even though he was gunning it up a lot this last week. Tim Duncan fall into that, maybe? Well, just I guess when you're just that tall, I mean, his work ethic certainly goes, but when you're seven, almost seven foot tall, it's kind of hard to say you didn't have a lot of advantages coming in, right? Yeah. I mean, maybe Rodman, but he didn't have the talent. I mean, Rodman had the work ethic, but not the talent. Well, that's what I was saying. That's why I was thinking about Tim Duncan because he was very naturally, oh, physically blessed, both. and he, you know, he did still have yeah, that great you know work ethic. That, that probably gets, but but the question is, was he classically? He didn't jump out of the gym. No. So in a weird way, I'm saying both angles. He certainly was more talented than a low talent person but was he one of the most talented probably not you know maybe Durant but is Durant does Durant work that hard that's the question it feels like he works harder now than he did before so and again listen it's easy for us to sit up here and say hard worker not hard work I'm not I don't like doing that I do think there are the extreme cases the fanatics where you don't hear much about them other than how hard they work those guys typically are not the most talented. And it kind of makes sense, because if you are that talented, you don't feel like you need to, quite frankly, because it is life-consuming. Tom Brady's way of approaching football is life-consuming. I, I will disagree, last thing for me on this, with one thing that was said in this conversation. I think you said it, AJ. I'm not, I don't think this will never happen. I think this record will be broken. And I think that it still will be a testament to Steph Curry because the person that breaks it will be someone who's shooting that much, who started with their eye on the prize of being a great shot because of Steph Curry, most likely. But it seems to me this is getting to be more and more a game of threes. And I don't think Steph Curry is the most talented one ever. I think he just worked very hard and was a... No, I mean, let's think about it. Who's on pace right now to break his record? No one. So no one's on pace. That's interesting. Have we looked into that? No, but I just uh, top my head. I mean, yeah. I, I, I mean, that's an interesting question, right? Is there a guy in his fourth or fifth year that that has more threes than Curry had at that point? Oh, I would, I would bet heavily no. Okay, well, let's do this. We'll look into that. I, I think one thing to think about yeah. though with Steph is while, while we think of Steph as like a less talented guy, remember genetically. He's pretty blessed. His dad's in the. It was an yeah, NBA but, player. But His brothers NBA, in the NBA. Every, every boy, every son of an NBA player has NBA genetics. And how many of them even make the league? Not that many. Yeah. So I mean, I, I'm not saying he didn't. He, listen, if you make the league and you're elite, I mean, Tom Brady, whatever we want to say about him, he's six four. He has a very strong. I mean, he he has a. He's in the 99.9th percentile of talent, Tom Brady. But he's not in the 99.99999. I think Curry is 99.9, just like most NBA players. He's not the guy that just because he's so talented. If he didn't work hard, Curry probably wouldn't have made the league. 
I agree with that. But if he wasn't 99% talent, no matter how hard he worked, he wasn't going to make the league. But to, to your point, what you said, he's not a 99.999 guy. Yeah. Will there be a 99.99 guy come around who has his work ethic? And I think that's that's the thing that's rare. Like you said earlier, it's just rare for that to come along. I mean, as we're looking like right now, three-pointers made, is this per game, right? Yes, career. All right, so right now, Curry has the most per game by a half per game. Wow, so he's 3.77, and Duncan Robinson is next at 3.24. So that's a half a three per game. So every second game, he makes an extra three than anyone. So by definition, no one is on pace to beat him. The only way to beat him would be if someone played longer. The gap from one to two is the same as the gap from two to six on that list. Okay. So. Yeah. So, you know something? I would have guessed otherwise, but to me, this is even more of a statement. What this is telling us is, with anyone, what's the minimum number here that they had to have? Uh, that was uh, 400 games. All right. So, 400 games. So, let's think about this. 80 games, four, five. So, five years or so, which is a fair amount. If you don't have five years, I can kind of see we don't want to count it yet. So, five years or more, Steph Curry averages 3.7 made threes per game. Duncan Robinson's second, 3.2. Thus, the only way Duncan Robinson beats Curry is he has to play significantly longer than him eventually. Which tells me Curry's on pace to maybe break this or keep this record in a way for a long, long time, which is even more impressive. Yeah. See, I'm not always right, AJ. <laughs> I mean, I know sometimes you feel like I am. But I, I was waiting for you to say, so you know what, AJ, you might be right. But I think you saying, you know what, maybe I'm wrong. That's the same thing. That's the best I can do. Oh, that's the best. <laughs> <laughs> All right. When we come back, we are going to get into the COVID situation. It's as big as any factor this week in the NFL. And we'll talk a little bit about Super Bowl Las Vegas style. All that and more coming up next. But first, he's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I disagree with intervention. I disagree with protocol. If you speak out against the words and the I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. In just a minute, we're going to take a look at the NFL and how COVID is affecting the Vegas lines, and it is dramatic. And two years from now, the Super Bowl right here in Vegas. <sighs> I've been waiting. I've been waiting. That will be fun. I wonder if there will be any betting on the game. No, nah, it won't be allowed. I think so. I think <laughs> so. This is the fastest-growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled in the last year plus. Thank you so much for the support. And we'll keep reciprocating the best we can, the best we humanly can, to the limits of our capabilities. And that's more pl- applicable to AJ. But w- when you reach your limit, AJ, we don't ask for anything more than that. Thank you. I just want you to know that. You, I appreciate that. Right. Yeah. You can <laughs> Maxed out here. <laughs> I didn't say you've reached it. I said, you know, I feel like you're on the cusp of that. <laughs> you can listen on the iHeartRadio app. Just search straight out of Vegas, here in Vegas on the Strip. It's a cool 51 degrees. The neon is pumping. All right, RJ. A lot of teams dealing with COVID right now. 95 players in protocol as of today. Three teams being particularly hammered by it. The Cleveland Browns, the Washington football team, and the L.A. Rams. So let me ask a, a global question first. I, I don't follow the day-by-day COVID numbers and all that in the world. 
has there been a big uptick? Does it make sense that the the because it feels like COVID talk and outbreaks within the NFL is so much more prevalent this week than in any week this year. Absolutely. Is that the case in a societal sense? That's not what I've gathered. I know the Omicron variant is is kind of blowing up, but I... Now I keep asking, is that a, is that like a, a streaming movie? The Omicron... <laughs> I mean, it sounds <laughs> scary. Me. It's terrifying, apparently. But, uh, yeah, I, I haven't heard news that this is like suddenly, you know, cases around the world are tripling like so they are I'm in the NFL. I'm looking right here at uh, Google has some new cases and deaths New York Times reported one day ago it was updated just eyeballing it it looks like this about a hundred thousand per day is that right new cases yeah and that is as high as any time since late September is that how you see that McKenzie yeah exactly okay so yes there is now it looks like this uptick is flattened out the last couple days but there's been a real uptick from about looks looks like what about 60,000 where it was in the, the valley there yeah 50,000 was the low point November 26th. Okay, so we've about doubled. Now, but here's the thing. In theory, it was a lot higher in September when the season was starting. So it feels like this is a case of the precautions maybe not being as diligent because it's hard to be year after year. Well, if you see where that 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 tick up starts to happen you, was you around Thanksgiving. We're on radio though, right? Right. Well, with one. So th- where it where it started to happen was right around Thanksgiving. So uh-huh. when people are gathering and and you know obviously so you're blaming Thanksgiving. I, I think that there's. I mean, it's we were gathered at your house. We we were and lo- knock on wood, none of us walked away with with and, the COVID. And let me tell you, Brad bought was reaching his hands into things without really worrying about anything. Into the stuffing. <laughs> I mean, like. Yeah, he, he was getting all the eating he could get, but but I do think it's human nature. There's only so long you can take, and I know we all want to aspire to better than human constraint, but it kind of makes sense in a way that if September, mid September, it was about 170 thousand, let's say, right cases. So if that's the case, and now it's about a hundred. You would think, well, why weren't things worse in September? Probably because the precautions were being more diligently followed. All that said, we can guess on the reasons, but what about the effects of this? So, which team do you think is, based upon line moves, have been affected the most? Well, the Browns have certainly been affected the most. 95 cents of line move in the last two days. They were Okay, so from what to what? From minus six to plus one and a half. So they were six point favorites, now one and a half point underdogs. That's against the Vegas Raiders, correct? Yes. Um, now, the main people, now, are we sure Baker Mayfield? Baker out? Mayfield tested positive. So he's out. And Stefanski, the coach? Tested positive. Okay, out. Jarvis Landry, Austin Hooper, Tack McKinley, David Njoku, these are all players who have tested positive. Okay, so the question is, is this line move, which is over a touchdown, warranted? Go ahead. I was going to say, my, my opinion was when it moved to three from six, which was before the Baker Mayfield and Stefanski news, I said, that feels about right. Baker and Stefanski came out today. It moves from three to plus one and a half. And that's where I said, that feels like maybe too much of a move. Okay. So we got history with Stefanski where he was out in the first playoff game for the Browns last year and they beat the Steelers and they played very well. Okay. Number two, we all know Baker Mayfield in his current physical state pre the COVID diagnosis uh, was not physically fit, wasn't playing well, whatever reasons for it, he wasn't playing well, hurt a lot of the year. 
So you could say Case Keenum, not much of a downgrade. Here's what I think this move is about. There's an amount of cases that could happen between now and Sunday for the Browns that would still allow the game to be played. At a certain point, the game won't be played. It would still allow the game to be played, but it would be worse for the Browns. Maybe it's another three starters or four starters. At a certain point, they won't play the game, but this line move is accounting for the real likelihood because there's no coincidence that, hey, a couple people have it. Hey, a couple more have it. Well, what's the next announcement? Probably a couple more have it, most likely. And I think this line is accounting for that, understanding there's a certain number of cases that would cause the game to be postponed or canceled, and thus the spread won't matter. Are the Browns uniquely equipped to handle this situation, given that, I mean, you mentioned the playoff game without Stefanski before, but earlier this season, remember, they were decimated by injuries, and the line plummeted against Denver, and then they went into Denver and got an outright win with basically a bunch of backup players. Was that game in Denver or in Cleveland? I think it was in Denver. I might be wrong. It was in Cleveland. Oh, okay, I stand corrected. No worries. Look at you. <laughs> no, but I will, because I remember that I actually recommended the Browns there, and I felt kind of stupid at it. Or, 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 I'm sorry, I recommended Denver because I felt like that the Browns were too decimated. Maybe. I thought the place you were going to go was with a, a starting quarterback that ain't that good. Maybe well, I do then, believe that. in theory, the backup is no big deal. We've right? talked about that several times. Are, are the Browns, even before COVID, were they better off making a switch to Case Keenum in some circumstances? That's been discussed on this show. Yeah, and, and in many sh- I mean, I think that's been widely discussed. And, and Baker, the question with Baker is, uh, and it doesn't really matter now as much, at least for this week, is how much of his struggles are his physical ailments. Because they got to make a decision on him, right? They got a fifty-year option decision to make, and um, or wait, this is this his third year, or this is his third year, right, or fourth year for Baker? I think. Uh, Look that up real quick. I, th- I I'm I'm not sure. I think it's year four for Baker. I think year four. Baker's yeah. the same class so the as Darnold. Fi- so the fifty-year option has been decided. Yeah. It's yes, but now it's like if you're going to sign a guy, it's got to be this off season. Well, I guess you could sign him after his fifth year, but you just don't see it very often. Ever. Yeah. I mean, we'll, yeah. I mean, even to the point of Mitch Trubisky getting traded, etc. All right. So what other teams? So Browns big line move. Personally. If you're playing this game, you got to keep in mind, don't feel like, oh, I hope they keep getting sick. Obviously, you're not hoping that. Maybe you are. It matters how sick you are. But, <laughs> but don't think of it as a betting opportunity, because if, they, if there's too many cases, they're, they're going to postpone the game. The L.A. Rams, who, listen, they already had Jalen Ramsey on, on the list. That, he was already determined when this, when this line was at seven. The Rams were minus seven. They get a few more cases. They are now minus four and a half against the Seahawks. Hawks. Okay, so you love the Rams, by the way. I do. Generally. I do. I mean, Super Bowl favorites? No. <laughs> okay, I just don't know. I mean, you love the Bills. Now you love the Rams. It seems like there's the a Bills tre- love fading. There's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a trend with your teams, though, it seems like. You like the teams that get a lot of publicity. Like, they got stars, OBJ, Josh Allen. I mean, you love the big name. Teams like the Patriots that are blood and guts. You just don't like them for some reason. Maybe not. Why is that? I don't know. Because you grew up in a, I mean, I appreciate the Patriots. Yeah, but I know. But you grew up in I thought you always were skeptical of big. Like, I thought you'd be the type of person to say Stafford's not as good as you think. He's a, he's a stat packer, that kind of stuff. No, I've always thought. I, I always felt bad for Matt Stafford because he was stuck in Detroit. Uh, he played his best game recently. <laughs> so, 
to me, with the Rams, let's keep in mind, there could be further cases. They also are further away from it being so bad that the game gets canceled. I almost think, and here's the thing, Seattle, if they can beat the Rams, you look at their schedule. There's life. There's life. And and you know that uh, Russell Wilson, there's nothing he'd like more than to be heroic and, and have a comeback, you know, where they get make the playoffs out of nowhere. I think you're going to see a very focused Seattle team. I almost tend to like Seattle here because I feel like there's a real chance of more cases coming out for the Rams, line going down further, us getting that, or anyone betting Seattle, getting that advantage, but it not getting all the way to canceling the game. The Washington football team, where the look ahead was three, it is now seven. The football team with tons of cases, including Taylor Heineke, questionable with a knee. So this is versus? This is against the Eagles. So, Taylor Heineke, questionable with a knee. His backup, Kyle Allen, now on the COVID list, so they could potentially be down to a third-string quarterback. An unknown un- unknown third-stringer? Like a, like the mask man in wrestling? And I, yeah. A luchador. So, but we don't know. I, I don't know off the top of my head who their third string is. All right. Well, listen. What we know about Kyle Allen is he doesn't hold on to the ball. I mean, so is he? Is he? Um, he does he have it where we know he's going to be out, or did he just have exposure? He, I, we don't know. He's just been put into COVID protocol, but he's not the key name. Montez well, he, Sweat he must be the key name. Kyle Allen's got to be if if the starting quarterback's going to be <laughs> he out. He would be then, yeah. But Montez Sweat on protocol. Uh, you know, Jonathan Allen, key guys on defense have hit the protocol for the for the football and their coaches worried about it because he's autoimmune deficient so he's worried about COVID himself so it's a mess in Washington the head coach Ron Rivera okay he fought cancer last year okay so here's going to be the wrap on this this is a lot like if you're if you have a finance background a stock merger a company merger so what will happen is let's say a company stock will be let's say at $40 a share and then there's a merger announcement of $50 a share. Well, how much is that stock worth? Well, how likely is the merger? If it's 100%, the minute the merger happens, the stock's worth 50 because they're buying shares for 50. If you think there's a 50% chance of that, well, the stock's worth 45. And anyone that took any even you know low-level finance in uh, college, the analysis would be, well, what's the current price? What's the buy price? What's the likelihood of it happening? You can do the exact same thing. In fact, you should, if you're handicapping these games, do the exact same thing here. What would the price be if this player and this player and this player is out? What would the price be if they're not? What's the likelihood of them being out? So we not only have to account for the players already suspected or officially out, but the next batch of players, which we don't even know who those might be. So this is shooting in the dark a lot. I think people are tending to underestimate the significance of this, is my feel. But in general, if I had to play one way or the other, I would bet against the teams with the COVID outbreaks. I have a feeling they're going to be worse than we think. That would be my wild guess. It's wild. The NFL is hard to bet in a regular season. This is just it's, it's making it unprecedentedly difficult. And what adds to it is in the contests that were in the $5,000 Super Contest gold, if your game is postponed, you get a loss. 
So, so you're that, not even going to look at these well, games. Well, that's the thing is we had games last year that looked like we were getting six points of value, but there was a chance the game wouldn't be played. So it makes it even more complicated. I personally love complication <laughs> because I think I can navigate it better. I'm against complication. <laughs> no comment on that. We'll be talking about Vegas and the Super Bowl. First, though. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Fox Sports Radio. I'm AJ Hoffman. He's the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell. Okay, so we got a little research here. Washington team practice squad QBs, AJ? Kyle Shermer, former Vanderbilt quarterback, and Jordan Tamu. Tamu. I don't think I've ever seen his name before. Where was where did he go to college? Ole Miss. Really? Boy, be not college. That must be boring all that college you watch. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how we're going to do, though, with the bowls, we're going to do every bowl game, like or every day we're on, right, which sure. would be all weekdays, whatever the biggest bowl game of the night is, we'll do a quick little six. I'm going to have a clock on you. It'll be like this. Works for me. And then if you go long, there'll be like a big horn. <laughs> but, like but, there's a meltdown happening at the factory. <laughs> like Three Mile Island, exactly. Like Silkwood. We're going to hose you down. But the fact is, if you're betting these college football games, it will be insightful because AJ is an expert at college football. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the Vegas Super Bowl. Then we're going to talk about the three biggest football games. No COVID concerns in these games, I don't think. Three biggest games of the week. It's coming up next, but first, he's R.J. Bell. I'm A.J. Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Right out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. Let's take a look at Las Vegas getting the Super Bowl. It's about time. I, I mean, well, we had to have a, a stadium here first. Let, let's be honest. How much credit do I personally deserve? I kind of feel like a lot. That's what my mom said today on the phone. 22%. 22 I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll ta- <laughs> I will say this, though. It, it, it is a little different. You know, I've been doing this for, you know, uh, my whole life, really, but in the media for 10-plus years. And... you always, There was always, like, uh, you would meet someone, and it was like, oh, Vegas, huh? I mean, that, you know, that was the, not everyone, but the typical, you know, Colin Cowherd was an example of a guy that had the vision to see, hey, this is where things are headed. And he embraced it and, you know, showed a lot of respect to it. Um, And others did too, right? And, uh, you know, Bill Simmons figured it out. And, you know, I spent a year writing at Grantland for him. And that was a fun experience. And ESPN was pretty good with it, though, you know, they kept it behind the paywall for a while or, you know, for a long while. But in general, it wasn't that long ago. And I have nothing against the NFL at all. That's my favorite sport. But literally not that long ago, Vegas, the city, wasn't allowed to buy an ad during the Super Bowl. And now the Super Bowl is in Las Vegas. And, you know, Oscar Goodman, the former mayor here, two terms, and then his wife served two terms. It really, their vision, I think, is is one of the keys to this. And 
Um, and and then all the c- cash, obviously. <laughs> that helps everything. <laughs> yeah. Once it was, you know. And then you think about it, the Raiders, you know, really moving here before it was in fashion, or at least the plan was for them to move here a couple years before they did. I think that had a lot to do with it. To me, this feels like the culmination, the crescendo of the acceptance of Vegas. Well, because without the Raiders moving here and without that stadium being built, there's no Super Bowl here. So that's that's a key fact. Yeah, no doubt. And and that is February 2024, Allegiant Stadium. And, uh, oh, look, New Orleans had a scheduling conflict. Hmm. What the, what could that be? Do they know there's a tornado or know there's a hurricane coming before it even comes? Because the NFL is a week longer, Mardi Gras would would be interfering. Oh with well, if you go to New Orleans, you ought to see the Mardi Gras, as a man once said. All right, let's get to the games. All right, biggest games this week. Let's take a look at them: the New England Patriots at the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts two and a half point favorites. Now, we talked about this line last show. This is a stunner. Okay. Colts favored by two and a half at home says they are equal teams to the Patriots. Now we looked at it. The Colts lost three. They've won seven of their last ten games, so seven and three. But all three losses, you know, the one to Baltimore, uh, they could have easily won that game. The one I forget the, the Titans. Uh, the Titans they could have easily won that game, and then the Tampa Bay not as easily. But if you added it up, they should have won about half those games. It was a tie game with less than a minute to go, so it was a you know. Yeah, yeah, but but Tampa had. But what I'm saying is, if we do the pregame.com fourth quarter win share, which is looking at every snap of the ball in the fourth quarter, what did the NFL's uh, data say is the chance to win the game, and then we weighed it towards the end of the fourth quarter because that's more important. And in both of those games, the Tennessee game uh, and the uh, Baltimore game, they had about a 50% chance to win and about a 20%, 25 in the Tampa. But in general, it should have been about one and a half wins of those three. So effectively, you could say the Colts are eight and a half wins, one and a half losses the last 10, which is pretty much what the Patriots are. So... I'm kind of leaning Pats here. I might make a pick on the Pats, but it does tell you how respected the Colts are right now, the line in this game. The Green Bay Packers, five-and-a-half-point favorites at the Baltimore Ravens. So, Lamar Jackson, uncertain. But if you actually look at Lamar, uh, there's no final word on him for the game. If you look at him, the way he played in the first quarter before he got hurt, you look at him the prior couple games – I'm not sure Huntley isn't just as good, at least with the, how beat up he's been. Yeah, the, before the ankle even happened, it, Lamar has been bad for the last six games. But if you think about it, this is this is at Baltimore. So this isn't five and a half at Green Bay. This is at Baltimore. So, I mean, this is saying – And the, the Humphrey injury that we talked about, they didn't have a chance to expose that in Pittsburgh. They didn't have a chance to expose that play in the Browns. Aaron Rodgers has a chance to expose flaws in the second game. Almost certainly. So it's one of those games you know Green Bay is going to get their points for the most part. The question is, does Baltimore not? So in a way, you can either like the over or like Baltimore. You know, Because if, if, if Baltimore covers this game, it's probably a shootout because Green Bay is going to get their points. Broncos getting nearly three points at home against the Bengals. This is one of the biggest games of the, the week. So Denver is minus two and a half, aren't they? Yes. Okay. So Denver is about an equal home field advantage in this game. So if you think about it, if you asked 100 people on the street, Denver, Cincinnati, who should be favored? They're going to, you know, 90 is going to say Cincinnati. This Denver team 
is an equal team to Cincinnati, is what the line's saying. And I think that's right. And they have a heck of a chance to make the playoffs. And the team that wins this game has a heck of a chance to make the playoffs. The team that loses doesn't. And Denver's favorite. Almost the first playoff game. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's almost a loser leaves town, as they say. And I know Bridgewater hasn't been great. But I tell you, Denver, other than quarterback, is a mighty good team. And Joe Burrow is expected to play. All right, if you missed any of today's show, including... McKenzie's crazy talk about Steph Curry <laughs> not running and gunning. But still, a lot of respect for Curry. Check out the podcast at FoxSportsRadio.com. We're going to be back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 o'clock Vegas time. And talking about big games, this is one of the biggest games. Forget biggest Thursday game of the year. One of the biggest games of the year, Thursday night football, Kansas City Chargers. Should be a good one. He's R.J. Bell. I'm A.J. Hoffman. We are straight out of Vegas right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas!